Welcome to the Cheryl and Shirley Show. Thanks for listening. On Saturday, March 26th, I attended the Wisconsin 7th Congressional District's Caucus. I caught up with some of the Republican candidates running for statewide office. Following is an interview with Will Martin. He is running for lieutenant governor in the great state of Wisconsin. I had the pleasure of interviewing Will about six weeks ago, so we caught up with him again to hear about what is happening now and to find out how his campaign is going. Will is the only candidate for lieutenant governor who has served in senior level executive branch leadership roles under Governors Tommy Thompson and Governor Scott Walker. Will has 20 years experience as a small business owner and 10 years implementing reforms and saving taxpayers tens of millions of dollars. Will says if elected, he will work with the next governor to secure our elections, support law enforcement and first responders, establish universal parental school choice, reform and reduce state government, cut taxes for businesses and families, attract talent, and close the workforce gap and expand housing and economic development. To find out more information about Will for Lieutenant Governor, go to will at will for the number four ltgovernor.com or www.will the number four ltgovernor.com. You can also follow his campaign on social media. Will is on LinkedIn and Facebook or Twitter at will. Martin W.I. I hope you enjoy our conversation and thank you for listening to the Shirley and Shirley show. Our Shirley has been very busy catching up on some other items. I can't wait for her to get back. So make sure you go to our website at slabar.podbean.com. Hit follow and share and have a great day. Shirley's back and I am sitting here now with a friend of mine, Will Martin. Will is running for Lieutenant Governor He's an experienced leader. Working for us is what he wants to do. Here's Will. Thanks so much for having me again, Cheryl. It's been wonderful getting a chance to get to know you. And now I've got a chance to meet your husband as well. And this 7th Congressional District Caucus is just awesome. Almost 200 people here, and it's electric. It is electric for sure. I was shocked when I walked in there and saw it was so crowded. It's uh, fantastic. It's the 7th Congressional District um, Caucus, and it's here in Rice Lake at the Elks Club. And it's been fabulous so far. And all the speakers have been wonderful. We've had a good turnout. It's exciting to see everyone here. And I know that you came up earlier. We saw you at the hotel, which was awesome too. I just want to talk a little bit about what you're thinking on inflation now, how it's going. Well, you know, Again, Cheryl, thank you so much for the opportunity to sit down with you, and, and this podcast has been incredible. I'll just tell you on inflation, it is all the more important that we address the cost of state government. So people don't think about the fact that while they're having to pay for food and gas, utilities, and all these other things, we tax all that. And so the idea that when people talk about $4 gas that they're dealing with, well, part of that is the gas tax here in the state of Wisconsin. We can do something about that. You know, we do, we look right now and the sales tax is high. People have talked about, well, you know, potentially reducing our income tax. I say, hey, don't fall for it. Moving one tax alone just means they're going to come back and increase a different tax. So what I'm running for is to really make sure we bring down the overall tax burden so families can afford. I really believe every additional dollar that Madison takes from you is a theft from your future, from your family, from your home, from your own career. I agree totally with that. I did hear some people talk about, we're going to decrease this tax or something. Then all of a sudden you see a fee. You'll see a fee. Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, a mandate. Uh-huh. That means you want us to do this, but we really shouldn't have to do it. And you're telling us we have to do it. It's uh, very unfortunate. And I do think that we have moved on from COVID, which is a really good thing. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to what happens now next for Wisconsin and moving it forward and seeing how all the candidates are moving forward. The atmosphere that's happening, too, because when you see 200 people in a room for a caucus in the Northland, that is fabulous. So it's really good seeing you up here again. You know, let's maybe hit on education a little bit, too. Your ideas, I thought, were very fascinating. You are looking outside of the box. Very valid ideas that move us forward and that may be a very good idea. So I want you to hit on that a little bit too. Definitely want to talk about education, but I just want to come down to the mandates. This is why it's so important that we make sure that we're electing conservatives. If you truly want small government, you got to get a candidate who believes in smaller government. I really want to shrink the size of state government, the number of employees and, and the regulatory and tax burden as well. Let's get the government back off people's backs. Frankly, make sure that government gets its hands off our rights in the process. Now, now, in terms of education, I want to abolish the state superintendent office. I want to make that a cabinet position so that we can hold the governor accountable for education. If we don't like what we see, the governor can fire the secretary for education. Secondly, I want to make sure every young person in the state of Wisconsin gets an opportunity for a work experience in K-12. I want to make sure every young person has the opportunity to have a vocational training option. And I want to make sure that to the greatest degree possible, they can get technical college credit. We need to get these young people people into the pipeline so they can gain those skills by getting them into the workforce early while they're in high school. They build a work ethic and they've been connected to a business and they get a chance to get to know them and, and vice versa. I'm looking for that, for the opportunity for that young person to grow with that business. That will help to reduce the gap for our workforce. It'll get these young people excited about getting a paycheck and learning what work is, but it also allows for them to gain those skills over time. And our technical college system is a less expensive option option, but a great educational option. And you could then take those two years and grow it into a four-year degree for a lot less expensive than it would be to go straight to a four-year college. And one of the real poignant things about that, many children are not made to go to college, four-year college. And they go and then they have the student debt that they owe and that's just hurting them as young people coming out. Maybe they don't finish, they go two years or they go a year and a half and they have all this debt, can't get ahead, they can't get the job they want, like get a loan for a home or anything else. And these are things that are really hurting our youth. Many children, I've seen this myself in school districts where the counselors push them towards this and they're not really made to go to a four-year college, but the tech schools and the skills are really a smart idea. And that can move a child forward to be proud of their self, too. My husband's a skilled plumber. You have people that are meant to do those jobs. And pretty soon, we're not going to have any skilled plumbers because there's not enough kids going into it. But that is something that I think is really important is don't push kids towards a four-year college. DPI, I totally agree with you on that. That needs to be a secretary position. It does not need to be an elected official or an appointed official. That needs to be someone who can be held accountable. We have right now the problems we have in our state. The governor was the DPI state superintendent, destroyed education, and then we move them into the governorship. Don't know if people really even realized that. And I think that's really important too. I appreciate you talking about tech schools. I, I listen to Mike Rowe podcast. He talks about his foundation and how he helps kids find a place where they're supposed to be instead of going to a four-year college. I just want to point out as well, we talk about tech college, great. We got an incredible system here in the state. We got a great four-year system in this state. Wonderful. But there's also apprenticeship. I'm proud to have served with Tommy Thompson, and I'm proud to have served with Scott Walker. And the youth apprenticeship program that we have allows young people to explore opportunities, to get the chance to learn what it is to be an apprentice, what it is to work in the workforce. Getting those young people engaged so that, you know, as you talked about plumbing, et cetera, I know some young people who are getting paid $40, $50 an hour, and they didn't have to pay a dime for their 
education because they got into the apprenticeship program. We are not going to be able to continue to build in Wisconsin if we're not careful. Many people in construction are skewing in their 50s. It's a hard industry on the body. It takes five years to become a journeyman. And we really need to make sure that we're helping young people who want to be able to work with their hands in like kind of work, get them engaged early on because we need them and we should appreciate. We've talked as if you didn't go to college, somehow you are less than. These jobs are just as important as anything else anybody else is doing in this economy. That's why I'm running is I want to make sure that we lift up everybody, including, as we talked about before, Northern Wisconsin, rural Wisconsin is as important to Wisconsin as any other place. This is a state where the average population of a municipality is only 1,500 people. This is a more rural state. Madison and Milwaukee are not all of Wisconsin. I can assure you they are not. And actually, they're not the best parts of Wisconsin. As you've seen traveling around, the Northland is a beautiful, beautiful area. We have all kinds of um, assets sets up here. You know, the snowmobiling and in the summer they have the ATV, UTVs and the people. The people are wonderful, really and truly. We're very fortunate. We're very friendly. We extend to anyone. It doesn't matter where you're from or what side of an aisle you're from. Uh, being a conservative is something that to me says we welcome a big tent. And I think that is how we do need to have new people that, that think outside of the box. It's great that you worked under Tommy Thompson and Governor Thompson, and it's great that you worked under Governor Walker. They moved state forward thinking, and that's what we need again. It's a conservative totally, and they moved it forward with that thought pattern of being conservative. And they also cared about the Northland. They always came up for the fishing opener. I really liked that. And you don't see that now. Governor Evers doesn't have an office anywhere up here in the Northland that I'm aware of. He might have something in Eau Claire I'm not sure of. He is the governor of the state of Wisconsin, and I want Wisconsin to be successful. He his policies are not making us successful. Shutting down businesses during COVID, that was the worst thing he could have possibly ever done. And schools. And then extending. And the way that he did it was almost like just nonchalant. And then he kept extending and then extending. That's overextending what government is supposed to do. I'm so glad that you stopped and talked to me again. I'm going to let you say the last word. Will Martin is definitely a good choice for Lieutenant Governor. Really and truly appreciate the time that you've given me. And I hope that we stay in contact on the way. I want to hear more about as you grow and what happens in your camp. I'll just close by saying that I grew up in rural America. I believe strongly that rural needs to be as valued as our urban communities. I believe that a government that shuts down churches and schools and businesses, but at the same time now, we have requests for broadband. We learned during COVID that, you know, people need to be able to work remotely. And yet this governor is only going to fund one out of every $5 requested to get broadband to rural Wisconsin. If I'm elected, I will work with the next governor to make sure that the digital highway is as available in rural Wisconsin as it is in the urban areas. So thank you so much, sir. And with that, I'm going to sign off with Will Martin, who's running for lieutenant governor in the state of Wisconsin. In our great state, broadband is very necessary for even what I do. It's very necessary. So I appreciate your time very much. I know you're very busy. And thank you for stopping and talking. And I wish you the very best.